I struggled with some demons, they were middle class and tame. I didn't know I had permission to murder and to maim. You want it darker? What's so bad about corn syrup? It's natural. Corn's a fruit. Syrup comes from a bush. Oh boy. I'm not worried about swine flu. I already have the swine flu. I'm worried about the turtle flu. The turtle flu. Turtle flu. Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. Let's just see what's in my purse, Shepard. And this is... Mitchell Manley, whatever, forever. <laughs> you know I don't have a purse, right? I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think that you did. Uh, oh. And even if you did, you probably wouldn't be the sort of person to call it a purse. Like, this is my bag. <laughs> yeah, I actually have just a backpack. That I have two backpacks. One for skating and one for scootering. Right. Because reasonable, right? Sure. Um, this is a grab bag episode. Uh, I think I suggested whatever I could shoehorn my uh, song into, and you're like, let's make it a grab bag. Yeah, it just makes it nice and easy, and plus it's just been kind of a, a strenuous last month or so, uh, kind of taxing year. on. Yeah, and so <laughs> I figured, you know, it's been a minute since we've done a grab bag, and I, I always love to hear the new jams, so I always yeah, like I- whenever we can do a grab bag. It really opens up everything. It's like, hey, what are you jamming to right now? And it's like, what's caught your attention? Um, So let's just open this up. What what is in your grab bag, Mitchell? I'm going to start us off with a band called Remember Sports and their song Reality TV. I got, I got hooked on this song early into quarantine. It popped uh, into one of my Spotify daily playlists, and it's just indie pop perfection. I uh, got the super catchy melodies and the quirky guitar leads, and there's a really neat contrasting harmony in the chorus where one vocal is going down while the other one is going up, and it just lights up my brain like a Christmas tree every time it happens. And like a lot of my favorite poppy songs, it's really short, so you kind of get high off that chorus a few times, and then the song's over, so you got to like put it on repeat 15 <laughs> times in a row, and you're just chasing the dragon, bebopping to the song for an hour straight, because it's just so good, and that catchy hook, and the harmonies just keep sending that serotonin to your brain, and I just, I can't help but just love it. It's so good. Well, I was just going to say, it was like, it just captures a whole mood. Um, so I I read the YouTube the YouTubes. That's what I read. Um, and then I went to the Wikipedias. Uh, so this was published in December 2016. 
And if y'all remember, we were going through something then. There was a thing that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And right now we're also going through something which is very much related to that thing that happened in 2016. And um, 2008 was when there was a writer's strike that happened, which caused reality TV to exist and take over the world like weirdly like it got hugely popular because there were no writers um but it was a total distraction and so there's this dumb show that was filled with capitalism and meanness called the apprentice that got super popular all i'm saying is that reality tv is a very effective distraction but being distracted isn't necessarily the best thing um now to get out of like my like contemplation of just reality tv uh the beat on this one is super like just freaking delightful and it's playful and it's like killing it with female-led vocals that make me fall directly into my playlist of amy wants to listen to this on repeat just like you were saying it's like you just want to listen to it on repeat and it's like bopping and good and also yeah reality tv it's like candy for your brain but diabetes exists right yeah (laughs) um i said I really, really wanted to shoehorn this song in in any manner whatsoever, so uh, I brought Ben Ricketts' The Glow. The grin in your teeth, the taste of the pains. How lucky you'd be if those were the worst things. First of all, uh, I think this album came out like last month, I think. I think that's right, right, yeah. Yeah, and this song is like my favorite one off the album, and Dakota is like super into uh, Radio Kisses, which is another one. This song is super uh, contemplative, and really, I just wanted to play it because it, I, I just love it. This is on repeat in my house all the time. I, I think Ben Ricketts is officially my They Might Be Giants because I swear I'm constantly like trying to shoehorn him in. Uh, this song is somewhat nostalgic. I don't know how, but I think it's the wee wee, that part. I don't know. Uh, the, the, yeah, <laughs> I'm not good at the musics. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just good. The glow um, that he's referring to, it could be like the glow from the screen or the glow from trying to be, you know, out in the world and like, enthusiastic about stuff while you're like you know plastering on like was it layers of paint or something is what he's talking about it's it's really good there's lots of different meanings you can divulge i could just ask ben what he meant but i i don't i just love this song and i want to mean something different every time yeah and he he could probably give you a two-hour dissertation about the various meanings that that these songs could take on but i know a lot of his songs even the ones that seem sort of abstract always have uh, some interesting meaning that's sort of specific to him too. So he's just such an amazing songwriter. I love Ben Ricketts so much. 
so grateful to be able to call him a friend and equally grateful that he's part of the Ear Buddies group and like consist- consistently brings high quality jams for us to listen to. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't heard his music, you're certainly in for a treat and even more so if the world chills out and you can catch him playing a live show. I think I've described my first encounter seeing Ben play and you know, at the time he was way into theatrics and the sort of visual performativity, which was clever considering he's, he's a one man <laughs> band and you know, you want to give your audience something interesting to look at. And as much as I sort of lament that Ben has kind of moved on from the more visually flamboyant stuff at his live shows, it's definitely been a natural progression and like in both in his music and his stage presence that he, he just no longer needs the the kitschy costume or the set dressing. He just sets up his gear and pours his soul out on stage with such abandon that you're just wrapped the entire time and watching him conduct this elaborate combination of guitars and keyboards and synths and samplers, all while just like crooning in the most beautiful and arresting voice you'll ever hear. His music is incredible. His lyrics are just unparalleled. And and I would just, I would heap this praise onto him whether he was in the group or not. He's just an anomaly of a musician. I'm so humbled to have that dude in my circle. He's so great. Yeah, and honestly, like if you haven't snapped up uh, the album, which is uh, Songs for Ruined X-Rays, I, I love it like it's um I think I purchased it on Bandcamp and then I've got it like on my Apple Music and I think I forced Dakota to listen to it too so he's making uh surgeons like listen to especially <laughs> Radio Kisses on repeat um which I just find fabulous and makes me happy um I could go on and on because I just love this album so much um of course Ear buddy selections always like everybody's always listening to tons of music and we always have like such a great array of genres and stuff and it's so exciting. Um, our first ear buddy is Jenny and she brings a mill and the sniffers got you. says this song is so catchy and always puts me in a good mood i just love that it's a straight up like punk love song it's like got you it's like i don't need anything else i got you it's catchy it's bopping along and it's like aggressive but also sweet and i think that's like a good combination of punk for me i I think that's my happy place for punk i don't know is this pop punk this could be pop punk it's got some pop sensibilities to it, but I think it's a little bit more raw punk than a lot of the stuff that's kind of coming out of America these days, which is cool. 
Um, you know, I've had conversations with with Jenny and Jeremy and Lauren about how badass the and like how snotty the Aussie accent sounds. It just makes for the most gnarly and evocative punk rock. And there's just so many great punk and indie bands coming out of Australia and New Zealand and like reaching American audiences recently. Uh, I told them just go crazy in the thread, and they posted like 10 other great <laughs> bands from that part of the world. So if you dig this, definitely go check out those other bands. I know The Chats was one. Uh, the Pink Tiles was another one that I really liked a lot. And, you know, here in Memphis, we're pretty lucky because, as Lauren mentioned in the thread, uh, Goner Fest actually brings in bands from all over the world, especially a lot of great acts from Australia and New Zealand. So these great bands that don't really have a chance to come over and do a full U.S. tour can come over for this one-off show and, and play for fans who've also flown in from all over the world to be able to see them. So, um, you know, obviously there's still some great American bands doing punk rock the right way, but there's just something magic happening down there in Australia, like folks getting bit by radioactive <laughs> spiders and just like putting out superhuman punk rock. I'm just way into it. I think it's the fear of death. <laughs> yeah, just a constant fear of of death. Yeah. Being poisoned like, by scorpions and snakes and spiders and I'm sure there's getting your a ass kicked by kangaroos. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure that there's some sort of poisonous marsupial. Like there's gotta be one. If Australia I mean there has to if like, you know, there was one that exists, it's in Australia. So right. I don't know. That that place is Gotta, it's like the Wild West, I guess. I don't know. It never got tamed. There's just so many critters. So terrifying. Um, Charlie is our next ear buddy who brings Namdi's Flowers to My Demons. For sure, who doesn't ruminate over stuff constantly? Like, shower with that stuff, which I assume is what his demons are. But, like, demons be popular this week, so Namdi called the trend early on. <laughs> um, it's so unique and playful and just ingenious and layered. And there's, a, like, it just evolves so beautifully. Yeah, I agree. Um, Namdi is another artist that the Spotify playlist fed to me sometime last year, and I know I've come super close to bringing one of his songs before, but I guess it's kind of gotten narrowly nudged out along the way. So I'm definitely glad Charlie brought him to the show this week, and I can I can assure you I'll be finding a way to bring my favorite Namdi song in the next few weeks. Uh, his songs are kind of mathy and poppy, but there's a good bit of like a hip hop influence in his lyricism and his delivery at times. Uh, he usually plays every instrument that you hear, and he's pretty virtuosic at all of them. So it's usually really progressive and jazzy, but he's also a millennial like us. So there's a lot of elements of the sort of mathy Midwestern emo type stuff as well. A lot of twinkly, angular guitars. It's just a lot of fun to listen to. 
Uh, and he's got some really great lyrics as well. The line from this one is, I sent flowers to my demons. After I cast them out, I turn back and invite them. And like inv- evoking that sort of human flaw of, of like weak willpower. And like, you know, we often know what's good for us and the sorts of things that we need to do to make that positive change. But we lack the willpower to stick to it. You know, we cast out the demons, but then immediately court them right back. And so whether that's toxic relationships or toxic habits, toxic influences, whatever that thing is that, that we know we're better off without yet can't seem to let go. And I think that, you know, that's something that we all struggle with. And, and Namdi's manifestation of that in this song just really resonates with me. It's probably my obsession with buying roller skates. I probably <laughs> need to stop. Like, yeah. I just got new roller skates in two days ago. Right. And there's like three more pairs on the way. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, fancy roller skates don't make you a better skater immediately. You gotta, you gotta practice (laughs) in your room for a little while. Yeah. Don't worry. Like I, I'm, I'm not even going to wear the new roller skates like first while I'm practicing today Mm -hmm. because, um, I'm going to be trying a new trick and these ones will scuff easily. So I'll scuff them other ones that won't scuff. Um, our next ear buddy is Johnny, who brings Homes Waves. much harder sound than Namdi. Just kind of point that out. It's like drastically different. Uh, I think I saw a, quite a few folks on my timeline flip their lid about this new album because it's Hum, which I knew about because of this show. And so I, I'm i glad that we can like get this in. I'm terrible at listening to lyrics, you know, like normal. And I just love this wall of sound that is getting created here. The steady beats and there's like this ebb and flow of the lyrical sections. It's like fuzzy and very enjoyable, which makes me feel like, you know, waves. Uh, it's like a warm blankie of sound that's somewhat melancholic and it deserves a hot chalky. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we brought Hum to the show a handful of times before. They're best known as a hallmark of like the mid to late 90s shoegazy alt-rock scene. Uh, they put out two really seminal records in 1995 and 1998 and then disbanded around the year 2000. And so now, 20 years later, they're back. And not only have they like not missed a single beat, but they've somehow evolved and progressed in all the natural ways that you'd think a band would over 20 years while still maintaining that strong foundation of like what made them so special in the mid nineties. And I have to admit, I was a little hesitant whenever I read that they were going to drop a new record after 20 years, especially because a lot of the bands doing that just can't really seem to hit the mark in the same way anymore. But boy, was I wrong to assume that about hum. 
this entire record just blew my mind, gives me goosebumps every time I throw it on. Uh, I can't believe that they've still got it, and, and even more that they don't sound like a relic, you know, 20 years later. They pretty much let 10 other, ba- like, shoegaze bands <laughs> kind of carry the torch for them for a while, and then they just kind of flew back in and gathered up all those torches into a mighty flame that just eclipsed everything else in the field right now. So I'm so stoked to see them return, and even more so that they've returned with such power and confidence. You, get, you definitely have to listen to this whole album. It's just ridiculous. I, I think I like the idea that, like, the 2020 Olympics have been canceled, but, um, like, they relayed. Right, yeah. They did a 20-year relay and finished strong. Yeah, it's kind of um, something like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Craig is our next ear buddy, and he brought Bloody Woods Ari Ari. This is an attack. Can't take it, won't take it. Now we about to hit back. Click, clack, lock and load. Got to hit the road. Enough is enough. Shit's about to get rough. You know it's bad when you got to fight for peace. But the killer always needs a bit of the disease. Came out swinging from the belly of the beast. Gonna bridge the gap between west and east. North and south, man, ain't no doubt. Gonna give him a war like never before. these guys not long ago their sound is a little dated but i still dig it they started out as a novelty cover band but they got huge somehow they really managed to blend genres of music well okay so you know because i don't know like tons of metal except for what i've been exposed to here and i i don't know what he means by dated but i bet you do um there's this blend of traditional instruments, especially I think it's like almost a penny whistle that starts out like you have your guitars and your heaviness and then all of a sudden this like penny whistle pokes in before they start adding in tons more of like uh, traditional Indian like uh, instruments and percussion stuff. I also just now realized that I don't know anything about India's political scene. And this is like a message of like togetherness and diversity that I guess there's, you know, there's reference to like North and South and the different parts of India. And um, it's really aggressively saying we're all together and we're all in this together. So uh, it's I, I think it's fascinating. And I like the concepts. I mean, that metal, even in the States, I think, has been used to. Uh, bring about like some social discussions you know right yeah yeah Yeah, so so like Craig said this band started out as a novelty act but I can totally see how the joke became a serious endeavor Uh, it's definitely that 2000s style new metal sound which is a bit outdated and kind of caricatured this these days but uh, they do it so well and like despite my my deep and encyclopedic (laughs) knowledge of new metal bands I couldn't tell you any of the classic new metal bands from like India or any of the Asian countries. Uh, in fact, other than Mashuga from Sweden, who they kind of got lumped in with new metal just because they played seven string guitars. I don't think I can name any new metal bands that aren't from America. So, you know, for that alone, I got to give these dudes their props for not letting it die until they've had their chance to kind of experience it and have a go at making that cheesy rap rock. And it somehow still just fills my heart with joy. You know, I grew up on, on corn and Limp Biscuit and, and New Metal whenever I was, you know, 14 to 16. So super seminal for me. 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that seven string guitars were a new metal thing. Yeah, corn corn pretty much brought that to light. And then I remember whenever I was taking guitar lessons when I was like 14, uh, there were posters on the wall at the music store uh, selling Ibanez seven string guitars. And they had uh, Head and Monkey <laughs> from Corn on one poster. And then they had the two dudes from Mashuga on another poster. And <laughs> Mashuga doesn't sound anything like new metal, but because they were playing seven string guitars and we're on a poster next to corn everybody kind of lumped them in <laughs> well and i'm wondering did they also have like five string basses yeah of course yeah there's okay they probably play six string basses because five string isn't too too outrageous that's a fairly normal <laughs> yeah that's a fairly normal you know they, they drop the low b on there underneath that that low e so that's where the fifth <laughs> string is but six string bass some of those go even lower or some of them go higher. It depends on what you get. So, Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I just learned something I never noticed about corn, um, which I didn't listen to in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, Meshuggah, which I didn't listen to in high school because I was lame. <laughs> um, so Susan is our next year buddy. She brings Zeus featuring Mike Patton's Human Fly. I can't even begin to explain the joy I feel in discovering new patent tunes after months of being in a really stressful situation. Love this badass song so much. There's a lyric. He says, it's buzz, 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 just because. I have no idea why. I don't know what this song's about. I just, it brings me joy in a very chaotic kind of way. Uh, the end of this is just randomly awesome. Uh, the album name is absolutely fabulous so the album is really bad music for really bad people the cramps is heard through the meat grinder of 31g which 31g is like a record company look Mm -hmm. i barely read the youtube description um i'm sure there's a ton of music history like lumped into this whole album i'm just not like savvy enough to research it or actually i'm savvy enough i'm just lazy so i'm yeah this is I'm sure you know way more about this. <laughs> well, I was I was unfamiliar with the record label that put this out, but it's apparently an experimental label out of San Diego that puts out a lot of sort of spazzy, noisy, experimental music. Uh, and a few times over the years, they've gotten members from a ton of the bands off their roster to put together a tribute album to important bands. Uh, the first one that they did was for Queen. Uh, the second one was for the art rock band The Birthday Party, which... Uh, you know, that was the start of Nick Cave, of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, if anyone's <laughs> ever heard of that. Yep. And then this one comes to us off a tribute to the OG Psychobilly band called The Cramps. Uh, and they had an album called Bad Music for Bad People. So that's kind of the reference in the really bad music for really bad people name <laughs> of this tribute. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not really familiar with Zeus's music, but I saw that they're an Italian noise rock band, uh, which makes a little extra sense considering how often Mike Patton works with Italian bands and musicians. Of course, Mike Patton shows off a lot of range and lots of theatrics here. and just feels right at home weaving around that chaotic composition behind him. Um, I've never been a huge fan of the Cramps, but I'm curious what the rest of this record sounds like. And now I'm really interested in this Italian band Zeus, so I'll definitely have to report back after some investigation of their jams. And I know we featured like the Cramps music before, mm-hmm. but I don't think I got Psycho Billy from it. Like I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they they use like the upright bass and like a lot of sort of um, hollow body guitars. It's a lot of sort of Carl Perkins influence <laughs> to what they do, but just kind of punk rocked up. As a, are you saying Carl Perkins because we're from Jackson? Well, that and because, you know, the whole uh, rockabilly thing pretty much started with, with Carl Perkins and a few other guys. So uh, I, I would, yeah, I would, I would imagine that the Cramps were probably big fans of Carl Perkins. It's weird because there's so many Americans who probably don't even think that much about Carl Perkins, but we're like forced to like think about Carl Perkins if we ever go home. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lum is our final ear buddy and he brought... Um, Two minutes to late nights, dare to be stupid. You better sneeze all the charm if you can, while Mr. Wimple's not all around. Talk with your mouth full, bite the hand that feeds you, bite all more than you can chew. What can you do? You can dare to be stupid. says two artists that mean the world to me are Weird Al Yankovic yeah, Weird Al Yankovic and Steven Brodsky. So when two minutes to late night got Brodsky to collaborate on a cover of one of their best Weird Al jams I got the vapors for sure. The vapors. <laughs> the vapors. Yeah, I, I think we've mentioned this series before, but there's a YouTube series called Two Minutes to Late Night, and it's a sort of parody of late night talk shows. And it's, you know, it's comedic and it's got interviews and musical guests. Uh, the host calls himself Guarcinio Hall. Uh, he wears like black metal corpse paint. And the house band is a band called Mutoid Man, uh, who is one of my favorite bands featuring Steven Brodsky from Cave-In and Ben Kohler from the uh, from the band Converge. He's a drummer for Converge. Uh, and during the quarantine, Guarcinio Hall and Steven Brodsky, they've been like recu- recruiting musicians from around the world uh, to cover a classic song in a more metal style. And they all record remotely from their own homes or studios and they record video of themselves recording the songs and kind of hamming it up and having a blast. Uh, this one is a cover of one of my favorite Weird Al songs. And in addition to Stephen Brodsky and Guarcinio Hall, this also features Mitch Wells from a Doom band called Thou. And on guitar is none other than Memphis metal alum Ben Hutcherson, who now plays in two bigger bands called Chemist and Glacial Tomb. Uh, I think they're on like 20 bucks spin on Relapse Records. 
huge record labels. Uh, but he actually got his start here in Memphis, uh, playing in a metal band called burial within gnarly metal band, hell of a guitar mm-hmm. player. He's also a PhD in sociology, super <laughs> smart dude. So wow. Ben Hutcherson just rules. And so I'm glad that he got to work with these guys. And so, yeah, not only is this song bringing together my love of Weird Al and Steven Brodsky, but also ties in one of my old Memphis buddies who went on to greater things. So all in all, this song just brings so much joy to my heart. Yeah, I know you'd mentioned this show like before and like talked about how great it is. Um, This song made me so want to like delve into this YouTube channel so much. Like I should have just like you should have told me that Guarcinio Hall was like the host of it i don't know i feel like i would have like leaned more into like paying attention to it this song is amazing um it's like of course duh it's weird al but like metal and and i don't know like you know there's been a lot of like famous people recording in their bedrooms and singing a song together this is how to do it right and like in tune Right, so yes. I was like really appreciative of that. And, you know, we're like, we're, I think everybody is like getting used to essentially bringing other people into their bedrooms because we Zoom and all that stuff. And well, we don't Zoom. We do our thing. But still, it's like everybody lives in their bedrooms now. And I think that that's, they did it right. And everybody's being themselves in their bedroom. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun. It's actually fun. It doesn't just point out how isolated we all are from each other. If we're doing things right, remember to stay home, please. Yeah, no, I think you actually bring up a, a really interesting idea there. And I think it is that you're sort of capturing before these people were rock stars, they're in their room just playing guitar and like imagining what it would be like to be rock stars. And so that's sort of the, the vibe that they're capturing with these videos of these people playing at home is like these, these rock stars sort of imagining on the big stage and you just get this sort of, I don't even know how you would describe it. It was just a cool little energy and cool little vibe. It's, like, it's sort of regressive. It's intimate. Yeah. It's, it's very intimate. super intimate because like, you know, we all kind of like, live in our rooms but like you don't see rock stars in their rooms like or like musicians really in the rooms unless they let you in and a lot of times quarantines really like made that happen and I kind of kind of jammed to it it's awesome I really appreciated it um so if you want to add to this conversation of me like talking about people's weird bedroom like tendencies like recording podcasts or you know metal songs in them uh you can tweet at us I'm at pow I gotcha I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at Andy Pod. Uh, Facebook, it's the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group, and the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS, or 731-400-2837. Oh, and, you know, right after we recorded last week, I did get an email from that same, like, group of people that have been emailing about, like, their songs, and I, I know what their names are now. I looked. Mm-hmm. It's Aveda and Simone. They really want us to listen to their music, but I haven't because I haven't. Um, you have can to, always ch- yeah, we'll <laughs> have to make some time for that because, like, you know, we've we've got the the constant ear buddies that we know make music, but yeah. if we got some other fans out there that are trying to get some attention, we'll see what we can do for them. Well, I really think that it's like uh, because it's not really people. That's the thing. I'm getting these emails. It's like um, it's a company that's sending me these emails. Uh, you know, like, I guess because we're a music podcast, so they keep spamming my my thing. And it's not even Aveta and Simone. It's like these other people. I, I don't see. know who they're it's, trying it's to push crazy. someone else's music. They're <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Maybe, but we should listen to them. We'll listen to it. And if it's I good, mean, we'll we'll pimp the artists. But yes, we're not going to pimp whoever's sending me this stuff. Um, 
you can always check out the uh, the website, which eventually will not just be a blue background. endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. What song is taking us out this week? So I'm going to pass on the privileges to our ear buddy Brandon this week. Uh, at the last minute, he slid in with Young Gov and his song Patterns Prevail. Uh, and it's just so perfect and so catchy, and I'm a huge fan of Young Gov, so I kind of wanted to pass along that final song privilege this week. Uh, Young Gov is an indie pop, power pop project from a Canadian fellow named Ben Cook. Uh, he actually got his main start as the vocalist for a seminal hardcore band called No Warning. And then shortly thereafter, joined as the third guitarist in one of my favorite bands, a band called Fucked Up. <laughs> so so No Warning is like traditional 2000s hardcore, balls to the wall, heavy riffs, pummeling drums. And Fucked Up is a super heavy band in the hardcore arena as well, but they're known for being really eclectic and sort of genre busting. Lots of heavy hardcore parts, but they also have a lot of jangly, sunshiny guitars. And there's some serious influence from just a huge spectrum of subgenres. And then furthest from either of those realms, you have Young Gov here sounding like some big star or like teenage fan club. Just super catchy, triumphant sounding power pop. And of course, put out on my pet record label, Run For Cover, who releases some of the best music around these days. So go check out No Warning. Go check out Fucked Up. Go look into Run For Cover Records. But first, enjoy the harmonious pop stylings of Young Gov and his song, Patterns Prevail. Trust me.
Namdi's? Is it Namdi? I would say Namdi, but either way. Okay. (laughs) 